Hello and welcome to the India Dunn and Company podcast. My creative, compassionate, passionate artists, hair healers, and beauty experts, I am excited for you to experience this conversation. This is the second episode in a series of conversations that I will be having with healers and visionaries, um, leaders of thought, and experts in life's unique expression. And today my conversation is with Dr. Laura Langdon, and she is a doctor of physical therapy, but it's an integrative physical therapy. She's an orthopedic specialist, um, certified, and she has uh, quite a passion for the anatomy of the body in the way that she can discover where pain is holding us back, and she is excited for us to be empowered by our own health and healing and to find ease um, and excitement in that journey with the support of her intuitive knowing and her um, sweet and gentle nature. I know that you will enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the India Done and Company podcast. It is my privilege and honor to share this conversation today with Lara Langdon. How are you today? Thank you for joining us for this conversation. (laughs) I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to give the listeners um, some background about what it is that you do and how you have found your way to all of the different techniques that you are currently implementing in your treatment. (laughs) Sure. So I'm a doctor of physical therapy, um, very scientific in my background and training. And uh, I've been practicing now for about 25 years. And I have gone through many different phases of my career. I first began in uh, orthopedics, and really understanding um, kind of what was going on with the um, pain in the body, and why it was happening and looking at joints and anatomy and all those kinds of different kind of scientific based Mm. parts of the body. And I studied back at Mass General and where in the East Coast, it's very um, traditional, very uh, evidence based. And I really, being a West Coast girl, I had exposed to so many different kinds of natural ways of healing and energetic work Mm -hmm. um, and Eastern medicine. And back there, it was very different look at things. It was very evidence-based and research-based, very different from the West Coast, which was in many ways <laughs> sometimes looked at back there as trial and error. So I did get kind of the basic education and continue to kind of follow what I call the lighted tiles in my career, mm, which, Yes, which has been sort of a blessing because I've gotten to do so many things in my career. Apart from my clinical practice, I also got to spend about 10 years at the UCSD School of Medicine and their pharmacy uh, school teaching uh, medical students um, cadaver dissection. And so I got to play, (laughs) I got to, I I sort of (laughs) fell into it. Um, It it was nothing I planned, but I I guess I will say that I planned it in the sense that I dreamed about it. And when I've done that, 
I have proven to myself the power of my mind and my brain in manifesting. So mm-hmm. when you daydream and when you um, visualize things, and even when you're inspired listening to music or meditation, and you sort of let your brain go and dream, you come up with possibilities for yourself and your life that maybe you never even thought about or wouldn't have written on one of those pieces of paper that was, where do you see yourself in five years? right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not realistic. And so if you can goal set with your dreams, then it, it comes out very different. And so when I say I manifested in some way, uh, UCSD, I never went through the actual interview process. What I did was I saw a lecture by a colleague of mine and I thought it was interesting. So I called him up and I said, Hey, what are you doing with that? You know, shoulder research. And he said, well, come on in you know what I really want to do is I really want to like go back and look at anatomy and I really want to like look at it again. Now that I've practiced for 15 years, like I want to go back and look at the fascia, which I is our connective tissue and which I believe holds uh, in a physical way, holds the consciousness of our being on, on the phys- on the physical plane. And we could have a whole nother podcast about why I think that, but I'll just say that I really wanted to go back and look at how it's connected through our body, through our chakras, Mm. into our brain, um, into our energy centers of our hands and our feet. And so I sort of, I sort of followed it, manifested it, pushed it, found the right people and getting into the course happened three days later. (laughs) It was like, well, actually, if you want to fill in for me, I could take this term off. And it was a volunteer position. And so I thought, sure, you know, I've never done this before. I can jump in. I got the syllabus and I showed up in class and I acted like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and I, awesome. I did know anatomy, but it, it, I hadn't dissected for years and I hadn't dissected in this class and I, and I met everyone the first day. So I just sort of acted like I knew what I had been doing because I did know my stuff. It's just didn't know the details of the course. And um, I really just decided to thank the universe for bringing me my daydreams. And I was just going to run with it and not put any roadblocks up for myself. Mm. And so um, two weeks into the course, um, as a physical therapist working with a lot of MDs and, you know, PhDs, um, I knew a part of the body that, that they didn't have expertise in. And then they asked me to do their musculoskeletal lectures. And I said, yes, 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 yes. And then they had a medical school in the fall and they said, hey, you know what? We're down a person. Do you think you could jump into that role? And then I got an appointment um, uh, for the next 12 years as a clinical professor or clinical assistant professor of anatomy in the medical school. And I got to play. I got to go to work with scrub in scrubs every day. I got to play with instruments. Um, one day my daughter said, mom, what do you really do at work? And I said, well, I, I, I teach the body. I look at under the skin. I, I kind of look, you know, show everyone the heart and the brain. And she goes, no, what do you, what do you really do? And I said, well, I slice, I open, I kind of do surgery on, on people, you know, to show, show and teach. And she's like, they're dead, right, mom? <laughs> and so oh I just, uh, you know, she thought it was crazy, but, and my friends thought it was crazy, but I've, since I can remember, I've had a fascination with the human body and everything that makes it tick inside and out. And I think, um, 
what I have learned, what that experience in many ways taught me was that in many ways, we, we really do look similar under the skin, mm. um, apart from disease process, you know, like um, clogged arteries, um, gallstones, engorged liver, um, different vascularity, things like that, and, and different amounts of adipose tissue. Other than that, um, we really are quite similar. Mm. So the way that that taught me um, when I went back to clinical practice about three years ago um, was, you know what, I want to go back to clinical practice and see patients, but I've got to start from scratch because nothing traditional serves suffering, in my opinion. And I'll, I'll even just say it out loud. I really just think the PT profession has become quite archaic. And I don't believe that we are progressing as fast as we should be into Mm -hmm. all the areas we do know about energy and mind body connection and all the ways in which we can take care of ourselves. Yeah. We don't need to rely else really once we have some good tools, maybe a little coaching um, we need to empower ourselves and, and much of it comes from our brain, which is our pain center. Mm. So in being really interested in pain and why people suffer and why People suffer chronically uh, and, and basically burn out, and then they're just unhappy in life, and now they're in pain, and they just don't even have the motivation. So right. really, what, what I have set up in the practice where I am now in Encinitas um, in San Diego is I have people come in. Uh, I don't market at all. I just have people who uh, my patients will refer other patients. I have some practitioners that know about me and send me their tough cases and I've really come to specialize in um, patients that have not improved with all the traditional mm -hmm. means. Chiropractic, typical PT, which is, you know, heat, ice, stem, a little manual exercise, you know, just kind of like right. running through the bell. All the really physical, topical type things that really aren't getting to what I have discovered is the key to well-being, and that is our bioelectrical system. Mm. So, no matter what you look like under the skin, we are we are batteries, really. Um, so, so we all know this, right? Because we can feel our heartbeat. Well, that is um, our SA node gives a signal to our AV node, sends a little si signal down. We can see what that looks like on an EKG. We're all mm -hmm. familiar with that and we accept it, right? What about our brain waves and our thought patterns? We can actually record that on EEG and we do. Um, so we know that our body runs on electricity and that bioelectric system, I believe, to um, recreating the energy flow in our body. Mm. So some people, you know, we can call it the chi, we can call right. it the prana. We all have a different word for it, but at the end of the day is our battery, is our battery on, is it low or is it over? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we're not, not many of us are over, right. but some of us are really, really low on our charge. And so, um, you know, we have a lot of bioelectrical pathways. Another really great example to think about this is, you know, we all accept that the sunlight actually hits our skin and it creates vitamin D. So that's a bioelectrical pathway. Mm. That's infrared right. uh, light. 
And before 1928, when antibiotics were kind of discovered slash invented because of tuberculosis and, and other diseases, we were very, we were much more natural. We used a lot more sunlight, uh, used a lot more um, colors in healing and, you know, was widely accepted. And then sort of modern medicine and drug companies came along and they fed us a pill. Instead right. of us having to do a little bit of work or go outside to get our vitamin D, you know, we, um, we really started taking this easy way out and we believed doctors and healthcare professionals with all these supplements and all these things that we need. And I believe the key to wellness is to empower yourself on physical, uh, mental, emotional, spiritual, auric fields because there's such a, a body-mind connection that we can't separate ourselves into parts. Right. We are one entire being from head to toe. And as far out as our fingertips can reach outside of our body, like you're doing a, a lumber, um, sorry, a jumping jack. Mm -hmm. and, and if we don't understand that, we're sort of missing the, the key element to why some people suffer long-term or burn out long-term. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to keep coming back to pain being only a signal, not indicating damage in our body. Okay. So what that means is that, um, the brain is, is really what says, okay, we're in pain and the body manifests pain as a way for, um, think of it as like a tiny alarm or a mini fire alarm. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong, meaning that something needs attention. And so the attitude you have toward your pain is just as important as what you're doing for it. Totally. And, and the example is, say you come into me and you have like this nagging neck pain and shoulder pain. You say, God, I can't get rid of it. I've tried everything. I've done, you know, massage and exercise and even meds and nothing really, really can't sleep. Now I'm tired during the day and my energy is low and I'm just burning out. Right. Well, ask yourself, how do you feel about your shoulder? How do you feel about mm -hmm. your neck? Most people, when I ask them in the very first session, I ask them, how do you feel about your knee? How do you feel about your shoulder, your neck? People say, I'm so frustrated or I'm right. just really angry. Like it won't go away. Right. Like I, I, I can't get away from it. Okay. Mm. Well, if you have that attitude toward a body part, then how is it, uh, going to support you. In other words, like <laughs> if you could change your relationship with your right. pain, with your shoulder and your neck and say, Oh my gosh, thank you so much for telling me you're in trouble. You need a little help. You need a little maintenance. You need something different and let me help me help support you. you. Yeah. Right. But our instant, most of the time I'll say our instant reaction to pain in our body isn't a thank you or a gratitude right? Or a belongingness. Mm -hmm. It is um, antagonism. And if you're actually creating an antagonistic relationship with your body, then you are, you are um, at odds right. with yourself. And I'll just say what that is, is the word dis slash ease. You're mm -hmm. in a state of dis ease. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the word comes from. So over time, if you're at a dis-ease with your body, guess what's going to start to happen? <laughs> you're going to become living in a disease state. And over time and many years, people start to not feel well. 
they start to put on weight. Um, that's a direct uh, liver mechanism that if the liver becomes overloaded with toxins and a toxin can be a negative thought, mm-hmm. that it can be adrenal burnout, our body can make toxins and, and the liver actually place to store all these toxins because digestion isn't working well because we're holding our solar plexus and our stomach tight from worry. And our liver actually creates the pathway to build fat so that we can, so that it can dump some toxins into the fat because it can't excrete it correctly. So there's all sorts of nutrition books about this, the cranberry juice diet, the liver flush diet, it all comes back to liver. And then if you look at Eastern medicine, they look at the body with um, regard to an organ system. So each organ has an emotion. The liver is anger. So if you feel to harbor anger um, or react angrily, which is me a lot right now, Wait. going going into like yeah, a lot. You just you broke up a little bit. If if you yeah, what was the you said if you're angry? Okay. Yeah, liver. So the liver organ in Chinese medicine is associated with the emotion of anger. So so you could see how um, and most people need support with their liver. So think about the ways in your life. If you think this is an issue for you or there's some stagnation, congestion Mm. in in your body or along liver channels, um, meridian channels. Think about what do I get angry about and do I hold on to it or do I get angry and then let Mm -hmm. it go? Because anger is a normal human um, emotion. And I'm not saying we shouldn't feel it. It's a very powerful emotion. And I think it's when used correctly, mm-hmm. go for it, use it, and then let it go. Well, right. Um, the gall, the gallbladder is resentment. Uh, the kidneys uh, are fear. The lungs harbor grief. Uh, the heart is extreme joy or extreme sadness. Mm. So we, you know, every one of our organs, including our reproduction organs, um, has an emotion tied to it. So for instance, um, someone with low back pain, that's also the low back is also associated with finance. So all the people think about a lot of people with low back pain. Yeah. I always wonder if, you know, they were vulnerable to injury or a continued thought pattern has manifested in their body in an area of fear around finances, Mm -hmm. financial stability, things like that. So I always wonder when somebody comes in and sees me and they say, you know, I fell and I was good except for my shoulder. Then I ask them the question, um, well, I wonder why your shoulder was vulnerable and nothing else got hurt, right? Because they could say, well, I fell and so I got hurt and there's a mechanical reason for my pain. But I would go to say, well, a number of places could have gotten hurt in your body. Why do you think your shoulder got hurt? And there are more associations with body parts. The shoulder is um, a burden of responsibility. So mm. sometimes I talk through with my patients what's going on, and we don't take a long time to do it. But oftentimes, uh, and I see a lot of frozen shoulder patients and shoulder issues. Right. So I always wonder, I ask them, what's going on in your life where you feel very responsible? Are you caring right. for someone? Are you caring for parents? Where do you feel burdened in your life? And almost mm. always someone has something that they come right up with. And right. I've found over many years that I see these patterns. And so, you know, it's not something I necessarily read. I read bits and pieces of it, but I just connected it with my clinical um, observation 
of what people were coming in with and what had been going on in their life. And are they in transition? Are they feeling unsupported? What is their attitude to their, to their body? So um, my practice is very much sort of molded to not just looking at uh, their pain and going in and massaging and working on and doing joint mobs on their shoulders, slapping a hot pack on and the e-stem, it's just not going to get you any long-term results. Mm -hmm. So I do a number of um, different kind of modalities, I call them, or self-care things and teach my um, patients how to do this for themselves at home because this is uh, my form of homework or home exercises is something you can build into your life so that you have this great little toolbox when you're feeling anxiety, when you're feeling anger, whatever emotion, you need to process and release it, or you're going to hold it in your body. And after a while, Great. it's coming back for you. <laughs> and then you'll be angry <laughs> well at said. it for coming back. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, some of the tools I use, um, one of them is my favorite is EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, which is essentially tapping on uh, a number of of um, acupressure points in our body uh, that reset our and so for example if I was feeling uh, really anxious right now I could say you know I could sit down take a couple deep breaths into my diaphragm into my belly and really you know kind of get heavy in my body and I could I could tap around a number of meridian points and this is easy to find online as well um, EFT emotional freedom technique. And I would start tapping through and I would name my emotion. I feel something so that I feel angry, right. Or I can even say, I feel angry about, you know, this or this person doing this, you know, you could even put a little bit of a story, but you don't want to get stuck in that story. So you just say, think of, um, what you're feeling in this moment get really clear. And then if it's say anger, say, I feel really angry. And you tap through all the points, you go right into the emotion. Don't try to avoid the emotion, just go right into it in your body and feel what it feels like in your body to feel that feeling, right? You may feel it in your chest, you may feel it in your throat, your gut, Uh, your your pain might come up when you feel that emotion. Mm -hmm. And then as you tap through, one of the end points is I feel angry and I love myself anyway. So what that does is you're telling the brain while you're working on the meridian points um, that I, despite the fact that I'm angry, despite the fact that I'm any emotion, uh, I still love myself. And it gives you permission to, in fact, be a being with many emotions. And you don't have to be regretful about any emotion. You're recognizing that you are an awesome person that is going through a certain emotion. You're just Mm. an awesome person that is, I'm feeling angry right now. And right. the more you try to fight your emotions, the longer right. they stay <laughs> because you're essentially- <laughs> What you resist persists. Yes, because you're essentially giving it this power over you. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. judging yourself to be wrong for having the emotion right. when we, right. we were created with emotions. So the more that you can check in with yourself and say, okay, I'm feeling this. Um, instead of saying, why do I feel this? And am I justified in feeling this or mm-hmm. the story of what happened to make you angry, story. right? Because right. that will keep it alive. If you keep going back and replaying the situation that made you angry, mm-hmm. you will, you will insist on keeping it alive. Um, right. and many people do insist on it over and over and over again. So what I suggest yeah. to people is not to get stuck into the story and to actually just say, you know what, for whatever reason, I feel angry right now. And that's totally okay with me and tap through it, go through it, 
I love myself anyway. There's, there's a quick one that I often do during the day when I feel myself, and I tell this to my patients too, if you feel yourself getting stressed and you feel your, you know, your sympathetic system, you know, your heart going up and your head pounding, or you start feeling anxious or you start feeling overwhelmed or anything that you can feel like you're going to start running from the tiger, right? It's like the, mm -hmm. it's like the, um, um, what's the mammalian brain or, yeah, it's kind of the limbic system where you're going back to that, you know, primitive part of you that, that there's an actual real threat there's a tiger chasing you and you need to get away from it. So your system goes on high alert, your adrenals get taxed, the blood starts pumping. Mm -hmm. It's the opposite of sort of that dreamy rest and uh, recover or rest and digest parasympathetic. So our autonomic nervous system can go into that overdrive. There's one spot that it's really easy to do. You can tap through all of the spots, but one of the best ones I think is just below the clavicle. If you take mm -hmm. your two hands and you just kind of like thump with your fingers on your chest and you breathe through it, you could even do that for 20 seconds. And that's the lymphatic connection mm. to, so you are actually doing like a little acupressure tapping, um, mm -hmm. engaging your lymphatic system. And when you increase the lymphatic flow, which is sort of your plumbing system of water in your body. When you increase that, you actually force your nervous system into the parasympathetic, which is rest, digest, recover, relax. It's kind of right, right before you go to sleep and you drift off. And that's mm. a much, that is a place that we can actually learn. We can actually um, recover. We can actually yeah. heal our bodies. And if we sort of get out of the way, our bodies are intelligent and they know exactly what we need and exactly how to get there. But so yeah. often we put these hurdles of you know, poor nutrition, not enough drinking of water, which is also conducts energy in our system um, with electricity. Um, and, and so really when we're in this sympathetic fight and fight mode, it is absolutely the wrong time to heal because you're running from a tiger. <laughs> and if you're running from a tiger, you're not worrying about healing. You're worrying about surviving. Survival. And so right. living in a survival mode, which I find many people are in right now, even if they yeah. look calm on the outside, they could be stirring on the inside. And what that's doing is they're just, they're just turning it inward. Um, but you cannot, I will say that I'm going to write a book about it someday. You cannot heal um, no, in do. survival mode. It's <laughs> not the priority yes. of the body. Yes. Right. So you can't heal and you can't be creative. You don't find flow. You yeah. don't find compassion. I mean, there's so many things. Yeah. It's, it's really unpeaceful. So, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's important, um, you know, to have some tools. So, so I do EFT with people usually the first time for a bit. Um, I really listen to people. I'm, and I would say I'm an expert at solving puzzles <laughs> <laughs> and I really listen and I take it in and very intuitive as well. Um, I think acupuncture and acupressure points are fantastic. I work with acupuncturists and surround myself with like-minded people because we all learn so much from each other. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can have a pain in our shoulder, but it may have nothing to do with our actual shoulder joint or the tissue around our shoulder. It could have to do with uh, a meridian that goes through our shoulder. And so I think it's really wise right. to look at the shoulder from a number of different viewpoints um, and, 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 and I'll give you an example of a patient this morning that I saw, and this came to, a, to me intuitively, but then I checked myself after and, and it was correct. 
she's had this chronic pain. She, um, she's about 40 now. And when she was 11, she was riding a horse. She fell, the horse fell on her and, um, Mm. really kind of messed up her low back and spine. And, you know, many years later, she's, you know, loves orange theory and, you know, um, goes to the chiropractor and, and about a year ago, her other hit her for no reason. And she's been in the cycle of chronic, you know, PT, chiropractic, uh, massage, and just nothing's getting it better. And finally, she was referred mm. to me um, by the chiropractor. And, and so we kind of went through um, uh, some things, you know, emotional and, and some incorrect uh, beliefs and stories she was telling herself about it. So we kind of wow. tapped through that system to retrain the brain that, in fact, everything is absolutely fine and resilient. Uh, and even the doctor had told, had said something she overheard at 11 that stuck with her oh. and created a whole story around her life. And I think she'd be like, okay, saying she always thought she would have to work harder than anyone else to get the same results. So if you have that Oof. thought, you're always trailing. You're always mm. striving. You're always pushing the rock uphill. So the first thing to do is take, uh, to recognize with an adult brain that that's an absolute incorrect Mm -hmm. thought it's a story that has no good ending and she absolutely has the power to change the story and say you know I was 11 I heard this I created a story out of this that that the physician like really didn't need to say that and it was really really damaging to say that in front of a Mm. you know a young girl who took it in and interpreted but now she has an adult brain and I said so you are resilient you're powerful we can do anything and everything you want to do. So what is the goal you have for yourself? And she's like, I want to be be able to do any exercise I want. Um, I want to be able to um, be totally out of pain. And I said, awesome, let's do that. And she's like, okay, let's do that. And so today, (laughs) you know, we've been working on her hip and, you know, working on some stability work through her hips. And, And as I was working on her hip today, I said, how's your digestion? Just feeling something Mm. off. And she's like, oh, it's totally fine. I said, great, her large intestine four spot on the web of her hand, and she flew off the table. Oof, right. And I said, awesome. Well, she said, <laughs> what's that? And I said, well, it's actually your large intestine. It's your gut. So it happens that um, I said, well, let's work on this. And I actually put some patches on, which I'll talk about in a few minutes, and it got the energy flowing through the meridian of her large intestine. Um, I also put some on the bottom of her feet, which are kidney one, which just whips the mm. whole gut into shape. And I thought, well, let's just do that. Put a little glutathione on, on her belly button, That it's, it's a technology that actually gets the body to create its own, um, which is awesome. And, um, and then after I talked to the acupuncturist that I was working with this morning, I said, you know, I just had this feeling like something with her hip has to do with her, her gut or her intestines. And he's like, Oh yeah, large intestine, um, and gallbladder runs right through that spot (laughs) in her hip. And I went, yay, (laughs) there's more to it. So yeah, you can, you can strengthen instability and then uh, consider the meridians that that line is going through. The body is so clear that something's not right here, but I think we really look at it two dimensionally. So um, I think there's, you know, looking at it from a both Eastern and Western um, way of looking at the body. And, and, and also, really, if you can think of your body as being entirely perfection, mm-hmm. capable of full resilience on the cellular level, that means that the body is actually able to repair 
um, the cellular membrane. It's able to increase ATP, which is the you know energy in the mitochondria of the cell, so that we actually have good cellular turnover, and then we can actually get rid of cellular waste efficiently. So if mm-hmm. all that happens, we can go from cells that have sort of died. It's called atosis that have have been kind of keeled off over. I think that was not reversible. We now know through research done at some of the universities, you know, Duke and Stanford and even Harvard, that cells can turn back on. Wow. And even our thought process under MRI can change. And there's a magical neuroplasticity of the brain that's now being studied during meditation, during yoga, mm-hmm. that actually shows it's like a light bright. You just start poking light through it. And <laughs> it's awesome. areas that are basically just hanging out or a little dead mm-hmm. or just not, there's no energy flow. It's congested. That's going to cause a problem somewhere else. So it's like right. all these lights are going in the body. You just follow it. So we have this really intelligent mm. system. So everything I do in practice is guided toward the goal of creating a homeostasis in the body where the body can actually um, heal itself. It doesn't need me. It doesn't need you. Uh, we can be, uh, you know, I, I cook people. I help them with their thoughts. I help them with their relationship with their body. I make some great suggestion as to some great little tools that I um, have shown you before when we have gotten together, mm-hmm. things that we can actually, um, that are affordable, that we can apply on a daily basis to our body. I do a little bit of frequency work through a little gadget called the Healy. Um, I use some patches from um, a company called LifeWave. And these are for um, actually getting our body to create new stem cells. And we've all heard of stem cells, right? It's anti-aging, mm-hmm. it's beauty, it's collagen, it's feeling younger, everything younger, right? We revere, we want to feel younger. Right. Everything right. we wish for ourselves, if we could sleep better, if we could heal faster, if we could recover faster and more efficiently, if we could be in less pain, if we could be less inflamed and, you know, right. our digestion. Yeah, all yeah. that you know, we're doing a lot of stem cell injections, but that's too invasive for me. I believe that our body can Mm -hmm. actually get triggered to do that all by itself. And it can do it in a uh, respectful way of the body uh, Mm, without injections. Yeah. (laughs) Without injections. um, It's going to take a little bit longer, but I think it's, you know, a a way to actually really invest in our body long-term um, mm-hmm. and, and our skin looks better. Our hair starts to grow more. They've, they've actually, I can tell you my website, but there's actually a lot of pictures of before and after by people just wearing these patches and in the patch, it's called life wave. And this patch is a nanotechnology that actually sticks on the skin. It's like a sticker. It's like a, you know, three quarter inch round sticker that looks like sort of like a, a clear bandaid. And mm-hmm. you put it on an acupuncture point um, of the body that's associated with certain things. And it actually, a body is the power source and we emit infrared light. So what this technology does, it's nanocrystals. It sits on the skin. It's highly engineered. It's futuristic and Star Trekky, and I love it. And then <laughs> <laughs> the infrared coming out of our body Uh, And the heat actually activates this patch and the patch reflects back now the, um, a a desired outcome in the case of the stem cell patch called the X39. Uh, it actually, uh, stimulates a reaction that increases copper peptide in our blood. 
And we've known by Lauren Picard's research for, you know, 50, 60 years that when we can activate that elevation of copper peptide in the blood, that signals our body to actually make new stem cells and repair the old. It's Mm. like anti-aging in a patch. And I have had a myriad of effects that have occurred from it. Um, I first found it sick and I asked my friend to loan me a pack. And I haven't been sick since because I stayed on it. That was two years ago. Um, If my Mm -hmm. kids get a sniffle, I stick a patch on them for a couple of days. You know, you wear Mm -hmm. it for 12 hours, take it off at night and keep it by my toothbrush. Um, And it really, it really revs up the body to support its own immune system instead of me giving my kids Tamiflu, instead of me even taking my kids to the doctor. (laughs) It stops my kids from missing weeks of school when they're in school, right? And so even in the flu season last year, the entire class got sick in my daughter's school. Um, She got it. I got her tested. She had the, you know, the flu A. She had the fever and the vomiting for a night. And they gave me Tamiflu. I did want to know what it was as far as, you know, contagion. Um, She came home. I was putting patches on her. And they gave me a note saying, you know, you probably won't be back for 10 days. And if you need a longer note, you know, we can excuse you. And I said, no, that's not going to be a problem. Later, she was back in school. I put three patches on her over the course of three days. Um, and, and then I didn't need to, you know, because I believe that my kids are very strong. I don't put them on antibiotics. They don't, uh, you know, we don't do the flu shot in my family because, Mm -hmm. um, I believe that we can empower our own system to do the work. It's built for that. Only we've come in with magic pills and things with side effects. And it's really, it's really motivated by people that don't have our best interest in mind. And, and that's a whole nother conversation. I don't like to get into right. the politics, but I just do believe in uh, intelligent body an intelligent system, mind, body, soul. I think if we connect with yeah. our spirit and come down to earth and be in our bodies, then we have yeah. access to that. I just believe that we do. I've witnessed it over and over again. I've seen people heal miraculously if they learn some basic tools to take care of themselves. And when we feel good, we do good, right? right? Do you ever feel like volunteering or helping someone else when you feel like crap? No. When you feel empowered (laughs) and energetic and you're smiling, you're looking for opportunities to continue to generate that kind of energy. And we're all connected. So we all need that energy. The same way this collective consciousness can also go very negative. And we're living in a time of that right now with COVID. Like, Everyone swipes. This is my homework for my patients. You are to stop swiping your phone when you wake up in the morning and looking at the news yes. because you are yes. sending yourself right into survival mode. And it's impossible exactly. not to read the news or watch the news. So we're getting plenty of news without um, putting our actual physical bodies in harm's way of, of survival mode. So it really has helped a lot of people. And, and we don't even know we're doing it. It's so automatic. Pick up our phone, look at everything, start reading our texts. You know, everybody's sending around pictures of COVID maps. And, and I just have really decided that I'm not going to, I'm going to arm myself against everything, not just COVID. I don't want a cold. I don't want a flu. I don't want to feel crappy any day of the year, call it whatever you want to, but there's plenty of people sick with colds right now that don't have COVID. (laughs) <laughs> there are lots of disease <laughs> right, states. Right. I don't want any of them. I don't want any of them in my kids. <laughs> I don't want any of them in myself, my husband. 
I don't want to mend my patience. So I'm really like a mama bear when it comes to this stuff, because we actually can do it. It's not hard. It's not expensive. It's totally doable. And we each have this. Mm -hmm. Once you tap into it, once you reframe your thinking, once you do, you know, have a few tools, whether it's EFT or patches or or device that uses frequency and scans the body that I, I work with called the Healy ways that with my patients, but certainly those are also things that people can do remotely. I do telemedicine calls, you know, especially during Mm -hmm. April when everybody was really unsure of what was happening. I said, Hey, call me, let's talk through it. We can tap, we can zoom, I can send you patches. Uh, We can do remote healing sessions with frequency work that I do. So I treat some people all over the country. It's not even, you don't even have to leave your house. Everybody's in a different place. Um, different places uh, along their path. And some people don't want to come into an office or maybe their family member doesn't want them to come in an office. And and I tell them, well, don't get in a fight over it. Let's do, let's do it over online. So I think there are plenty of help. There are plenty of ways to get coaching. There's plenty of ways to empower yourself without an office visit, without an extra supplement with, um, with, with some basic tools. And and that's how I've set up my practice to be. And it works and it flows. And I love every day I go to work. I don't even think of it as work because it's all such a gift to be able to witness people really turning their lives around on all levels and their body and their pain. Just, it goes, it just goes. It's just not welcome. It's not welcome anymore. It's not necessary Mm. anymore because Mm. there's no threat anymore. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of what I do and, and how I've gotten here and what I've observed and some of the tools I use. Um, so, um, yeah. Wow. (laughs) That was a long monologue. (laughs) Yes. Succinct and brilliant and and so fascinating. And, you know, I want to say, you know, side note, like when you helped me and I, I'd heard of tapping, I had implemented it on a regular basis and, I'll get, you know, either it's like, you know, wake up in the middle of night, anxiety kicks in, can't go back to sleep, tapping, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, miscommunication with someone and I don't know how to process it without, you know, stirring the pot and I just want to, you know, sit and pause and and not control the situation, tapping. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've just found over and over again how beautifully simple and uh, revelatory it can be. And I mean, it's just, there's so, like you said, there's so much intelligence waiting for us to tap literally into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as far as when, when you're dealing with someone who has it, and I think that this needs to be said because your ability to uh, intuitively know where to go with someone, it's very hard to articulate what that's like for somebody that's never experienced it. But you know, to help someone kind of make that initial step towards healing. What would you say is like one kind of, I don't know, like a a momentum that they could create for themselves that would get them closer to having that conversation with you to start beginning this just just to begin the, the path? Are you talking about getting in touch with me or talking about some tools to start using on their own? Just like if, if they were to be at home listening mm-hmm. to this and they're thinking about calling you or getting in touch with you, emailing mm-hmm. you, you know, what, um, what would you say would be like the, that one thing that they could kind of sit with themselves, ask themselves, like, you know, 
how how do you feel in your body mm-hmm. today how how are you processing you know emotions yeah how do how do things feel you know when you go out into the world like there's so many people that are having those kind of yeah out of body they don't know they don't even know how to start the process they don't even know how to ask themselves the questions you know yeah I think that's a great point I think I think I always like what can I do right now right you can just make an appointment Mm -hmm. or you can do something tomorrow or you can go to the store and get a new supplement tomorrow or later today but what can I do right this second to just kind of like start right start it right this second yeah. I don't need anyone yeah. else. And that is like a, a really easy thing to do is um, for some people it's moving. Um, and, and in that case, I would say, you know, put yourself in an environment where you're uh, receiving electrons. So again, bioelectrics, um, how do you feel when you're in nature? If you can go on a walk um, mm-hmm. by a trail or nature, less man-made, less asphalt, things like that. If there's something near you that you can get, your feet grounded in sand, in dirt, in grass, something other than man-made. We want earth. The earth actually gives off electrons. And the moon actually gives off um, um, uh, a positive charge. And so we are actually, um, as batteries, when we start, it's because we uh, are lacking electrons and we're over on protons and positive charge. So the very Mm. first easy thing, and I did a blog on this one time, is you can actually just spend about 15 minutes a day with your feet in the earth or in some earth substance, you know, the beach, water, um, if you're near the beach, if you're not um, grass, dirt, something outside. And you actually will, because you're more positive than the earth, you will actually pull in electrons. It's called grounding. Super easy. Mm -hmm. You did that 10 or 15 minutes a day. And you just, you know, took a breath and you just tried to kind of like clear your mind, do some breathing, feel what it feels like to sink into your feet. You might have to close your eyes. You could even sit outside, but get your feet on Mm -hmm. the earth and and begin to feel the effect of the bioelectrical system sort of sucking in electrons. That makes us feel good. Walk in nature, people feel better right? It just makes you feel, and that's because your brain is now, we're electrically charging us more where we feel good. So that's one way. The other, some people, you know, they're tired, lethargic, the weather's not good outside. It's really good to ground your entire body. And I call it the pedestal where you actually just lay down on the ground and you get back in your body. You feel the weight of your body. You're not supporting Mm. yourself, so you want to lay down. And you just start to breathe and breathe down into your belly. And think about um, the way that you're breathing without judging and just start changing it and shifting it down so that you're actually opening your belly, opening your rib cage into all directions as if you had a balloon that you were trying to kind of blow Mm. up in your center. And and really just feel the heaviness and the points of contact on the earth and then you can go into your to what's it taste like in my mouth what am i hearing with my ears what am i seeing in the back of my eyelids or what am i noticing as points of reference in the room that's defines what i'm not and then what i am and really like get in your Mm. body because the only place you're going to heal is while you're in it and there's a lot of people leave their body and when you do that you can't heal I used to do that a lot as a kid and people do that a lot to escape. They're always daydreaming. They're always sort of 
la la out there and and they're not in a place and we came here we chose to be here i believe and we need to be in our body because that's the human experience so if we're here to be human and we're trying not to be human well there's a disconnect <laughs> there's a dis-ease and that's going to affect our yeah. energetic systems can affect our daily life so instead of sort of always being in your head um do an exercise you know like grounding outside or laying down on the floor, getting yourself heavy, doing some breathing, and really just trying to let your mind go. Those things will put us more into that uh, rest and recover part of our nervous system, the parasympathetic. Um, and and I am certainly, I do 15-minute consults. If anyone is curious, mm, um, here's what I have going on. Do you think you could help me? Do you work with that? And the answer is I work with everything. Right. And there are times where I think there's someone even better than me. And I know a lot of great practitioners mm. in there. If I don't think I'm the best person for you, I will immediately tell you. And it might be after the first session, it might be a couple of resources or things to try, or online things to try. Um, but I know that I can address, I can improve something for everyone. And then it's just a matter of what the need is in the individual. So I do feel experienced at listening and then a strategy or solving a little puzzle, whether someone comes to my office or whether mm -hmm. it's uh, sort of more of like a telemedicine or over the phone or a Zoom call or something. So there's a lot of different ways. And I think we all need encouragement and everyone's going through something yeah. different. And there's a lot of burnout right now. Everyone's just so striving much, yeah. and trying really, really hard, but we're kind of getting pummeled again and again, much by the news by kind of a collective consciousness of, of fear right. in the air. Don't go visit your families because you could give them COVID. I mean, there's like guilt and shame embedded in it. Um, mm -hmm. Whether so or not much. any of it's true, um, the experience that we're having in our body doesn't have to be that of fear. We can be safe. We can be considerate. We can wash our hands and do the basic things and still live in a place of peace in the midst of all this scariness, right? So that's just, yeah. that's yeah. a daily choice. Actually, on a daily basis, you choose who you're going to be that day. And some days people mm -hmm. choose to be fear. Some days people choose to be grateful. I would challenge everyone tomorrow morning um, to wake up and say, okay, who am I going to be today? Who am I choosing to be? Mm -hmm. No matter what the situation, no matter what the news, no matter what my mom says, what my dad says, what phone call I get, what bad news is like. Yeah despite all the circus that is outside of ourselves, the only thing that we can really control is who we are choosing to be. And I do it every morning when I wake up. I say, okay, now who am I going to be today? Um, and the other mm. day I, I woke up at four in the morning. I didn't sleep well. I was thinking all night long when I couldn't really be rational. And I thought to myself, you know what, despite <laughs> the fact that I'm going to be tired today, I, I really want to be productive today. I'm going to be productive. Yeah. And I just... Told my spirit, I choose to be productive. I am are the most powerful two words in the English language. I know. I am productive. Yes. So I said thank you, like ahead of time to my spirit. I said, you know, I'm going to be productive today. That's I am productive. Thank you for helping me get there. Thank you for giving it to me as if it's yeah. already happened. I believe it. I assume it. Right. I thank it. And I'll tell you, the day that I had thing after thing after thing just lit up. I got so much done and I was so tired at the mm. same time. But then as I was getting things done, I felt so great about it. 
You know, like I started to really get the energy of, wow, this is like, despite the fact I didn't sleep, I'm really productive and okay, I'll sleep tonight. You know, like I just went with the energy flow (laughs) instead of going sleep last night. I'm going to feel like crap today. Going into my day without any kind of self-direction or I am statement. And then I would believe myself all day long that I'm tired. And that would, that would make me think, well, I'm not going to be productive and I'm going to be in a crap mood and I'm just going to like suck all the energy out of the people around me because I didn't sleep last night. So you could see how this can like propagate into really like, you know, spiral down into, you know, a dark place on a daily basis with everything going on. So I would challenge everybody um, if you are ready to, um, to have like a conversation or a quick I am statement in the morning and manifest something that you don't even know is going to happen that day, but just manifest who you're going to be. It's the only thing you have control over. And we do have control over that. Who we choose to be. Yeah, um, yeah. Change your yeah. thoughts. Change and your then, life. you know, if somebody's kind of there and doing a couple of things and thinking about, you know, basic good nutrition and drinking water, the next question really is, um, are you ready to heal? Are you ready to live a life mm, without pain? Are you yes. ready to live a life without burnout? Can you see past the pain? Can you see past the burnout? Can you envision what it, what you would do with your life if you didn't have the suffering. Um, and mm. let me be clear on my Beautiful. thoughts. I don't yeah. think you get any credit for suffering. I don't think, I don't think we were born mm. in any way to suffer. I don't think there's a learning lesson in suffering. I just don't subscribe to any of that, but so many people do believe that there's something to be said for suffering. Yeah. And I think it's a really, really old pattern, yeah. a really, really old thought process. And I think it's going to bring you more. So it is a choice. And um, you know, the only thing that I really want, and this is on my website, the very first page is when you click the button, it says, I'm ready to heal. And that's really where mm-hmm. I have people come in that are, um, that are like ready to heal. They may not know how to do it. They may not know how to start. They may be in a lot of pain. They may not be perfect. They may not be a great digestion. I don't expect people to have it all figured out, but I would like to know that they are right to lose it. They're ready. Yeah. Ready willing. and willing. Yeah. Willing yeah. to be willing. Like, I've had enough. I want to heal. I'm ready. Like, let's do this. And, and that's where I can help people. Yes. That's where I can help people. So, so yeah, <laughs> Love it. that's fun. Much more. It's fun. Love it. Yes. So good. Yes, yes. You are a wealth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Embodying so much. It's just, it's so powerful and, and wonderful mm. to speak to you, align with you and, and know too that there's going to be so many people who are going to receive this information and, and, um, and hopefully make that decision, yeah. you know? Well, thank you so much for having me and letting me share kind of my thoughts and spin a little bit in my brain, but hopefully this, um, kind of gives some encouragement to people about that there is a lot of that you can do for yourself. Um, you don't need to rely on other people, yeah. but we all need a little help and encouragement. Um, we all need help included. and guidance. I, I yeah. love, I love yeah, taking care exactly. from other practitioners. I love doing yoga. I love taking classes. I need the coaching exactly. myself. Um, so we all need each other. And, and that's how, um, you know, I, I kind of see us all very connected to each other and, and with a lot to learn from each other. So thanks for letting me um, share that with you. And I think you have all my information that, that you can share. And 
I also have um, a website. It's lauralangdonpt.com. It's L-A-R-A-L-A-N-G-D-O-N-P-T.com. So people can always um, look me up, look at my website, take a look at, you know, my background and kind of the work I do um, as well as you can put that into a website. <laughs> and, um, and, and there's my contact <laughs> right. and there's information on some of the little tools I use. So you're more than welcome to pass this on to anyone that could be benefit or grow or is ready to heal. And that will also be in the show notes and, um, yeah. and I would love to, to connect everybody on, um, on social right. media as well so that they can tune in there. Um, yeah, I just am so grateful to have experienced you and your work and already, you know, feel aligned and um and just so much mm. gratitude, you know, that um that you know, we we're out there doing our thing and that we, you know, when we find each other on the path that the timing is, you know, the way that it is and it, it's that that vision of why and how we get together that you know what you began your whole conversation or your your you know um manifesting mm. just the the dream state of of knowing that we need certain things in our lives and and that you're the representation of my divine intelligence and god coming into my life you know as mm. as i needed so <laughs> i'm super grateful Right back at you. I'm, <laughs> I'm equally grateful. So thank you. Thank you again. Yeah. Well, I look forward to mm -hmm. seeing you and having more conversations of like in the near future. And I hope you are um, well as well mm -hmm. as your Thank family. you so much. So, thank you so much. Likewise. <laughs> many, many blessings. Thank you. Thank you. As always, thank you so much for being here, and I hope that you can, with an open mind, take what you need and leave the rest. And of course, if you have questions and you would like to get in touch with Dr. Laura Langdon, you can find her at lauralangdonpt.com and at lauralangdon.dpt on Instagram. And you can always reach me, india at indiadun.com. And pass it on. Subscribe, leave a review, and support the burnout prevention and the awareness of your work being the compassionate service that it is in these times of need where you are now very essential in uh, the front lines, on the front lines of your community's health and well-being and mental health care. I support you, I appreciate you, and be well.